Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you today? Doing well, Sean. How are you? I'm doing well, Derek. Uh, We've reached the halfway point of this week. Uh, Kentucky LSU just getting closer and closer to another big game at Kroger Field. Uh, Some injury news, though, is what we're going to talk about on this episode. So we didn't uh, record an episode on Tuesday, but a couple of things came out. Obviously, Kentucky's going to be without Josh Ali uh, for a couple of games. And then uh, Mark Stoops, too. We talked about Marquand McCall on Monday's episode. So they're going to be without those two pieces, uh, at least a couple of games for Ali and uh, quite a bit more for McCall. Yeah, I saw Matt Jones on McCall had him up five to six weeks. I had heard on Ali that he'd be out three. Um, I think the hope with Ali is he'll be back by Mississippi State. If 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 everything goes well, then he'll be back for Mississippi State after that bye week. He um you know got hurt during the game. He came off the field, but I believe he went back in, tried to go through it. But you know, once that adrenaline calmed down, uh, come come Saturday night, Sunday morning, he was probably feeling it a little bit. So um. Certainly, you know, they're, they're down a little bit in terms of McCall, his importance. You know, LSU's not really run the ball all that great this year, but you'd still like to have him in there. But you think for for the Georgia game, you know, that's a big loss with the team that's, you know, got a big offensive line and start, try to run it right at Kentucky. But, uh, you know, like we talked about the other day, a good chance for for Justin Rogers and, and Josiah Hayes to, to step up. And, you know, for these guys, I think they need to be thinking, obviously they need to be thinking in the short term doing their job, but, you know, long-term, these are two guys that you're getting a glimpse of the future because these are the two guys next year who are going to be holding it down, assuming McCall does not use his extra COVID year. Um, so you'll get a preview there. But, Sean, probably a little bit more worried about who's going to take, you know, step up in Ollie's place because this year what we've seen, heavy dose Wondell Robinson, and then if it wasn't going to Wondell, was pretty much going to Ollie. Yeah. So got to see someone else step up there. And, and where do where do they go? Derek, like who who is the guy? Is it is it even someone at that position? Is it more targets to the tight ends? Like, how do you think that Kentucky does this? Do they go more twelve personnel? Uh, lean on Chris Rodriguez a little more than they have. Like, what do you think is the answer? Well, Cohen mentioned Isaiah Cummings by name yesterday, and then Isaiah Epps as well. You know, the, I think those are probably that, that's what that would have been who I would have said too. But also, you know, Chauncey Magwood was in on. Um, that third and uh, two or third and one, whatever that bootleg was there in the fourth quarter, he was in on that play. He was a motion man who went through there. So, you know, the play was not designed for him, but just to have him on the field right there, and I think he's going to be getting a lot more run as the year goes on. So he still doesn't have a catch. I think he's only been targeted once, and that was by Bo Allen back in the first game. But, I mean, the more he plays, the more likely he's going to be out there. But I'll tell you the guy, Sean, um, they were trying to work him back in just a tad bit last week, but I think with Ollie down, I think you're going to see McLean get a lot more stamps yep. this Saturday. They're going to find a way to work him in, I think. Yeah, that that's actually going to be my next note. My prediction is that you saw him on the field in some pretty big spots on Saturday when they did have him in, like that, that third down there early in the game. They tried to get the ball out to him, get him in space. Uh, obviously, the timing and stuff was off on that play, but that's a guy, Derek, that we heard a ton about in the preseason. Heard, heard a lot of good things about him last season. And now that he's back, uh, I think that they're going to try to work him in. And probably here, I'm going to say by after the bye week, you could see his production probably pick up quite a bit once he gets more comfortable. Yeah, I think I think by the end of the year, he'll be one of their better um, 
I'm not better, but one of their more used players. It's tough. Um, someone, someone brought up a good point to me yesterday and, you know, things start to add up a little bit as it goes on, but between Ali being out now, you had McLean miss four games with the uh, legal issues. Crowdis is injured and then Upshaw. Those are probably four guys that were all set to be a big part of this year's offense. You know, maybe Crowdis a little less so than those other three, but he was still going to be used. Um, so they are down a little bit in the passing game. and They're having to find ways to overcome it right now. I'm really curious to kind of see what they do. I mean, I think teams are going to spend more and more time focused on Wondell Robinson. Um, he meant uh, Cohen mentioned Saturday. Uh, it might have been on that screen pass. I forget what play he was talking about. It might have been on the screen to McLean. It was the first time that someone had actually like truly doubled Wondell on a route. And I, well, it was like third and – do you remember what the distance was? It seemed like it was third and nine, right? Third and nine. Okay, so third it and long. Longer, it was definitely a longer third down. Um, if, but, if there is good news for Kentucky, and it was expected news, but it's official today, uh, Derek Stingley Jr., is he's out. He had – I don't mean good news. It's unfortunate for the kid. Uh, you know, he's been out for a few games now, though, and he's uh, an elite, probably top – going into the year, a lot of people thought he was the top corner in the draft. Uh, or one of anyway, and he'll be out, but still some other really good players down there at LSU. I was looking at the team composite rankings. I think they're fifth in the country and you know, the stars and things like that, but they've not played like it, obviously. Um, but it, it will help, though, you know, balance out. I'm sure it'll be uh, Ricks now, their other five-star corner. He'll spend a lot of time with Wandell. But um, someone else got to get open, though, this weekend. You have to – and, and Levis is going to have to find them as well. You know, I think there have been guys, you know, there have been plays there that they're not hitting, and you hope that it starts to come together. And I will say this, and this is more uh, – this is more of my read than anything else. I don't know if you watched the interviews yesterday with Liam Cohen or Will Levis. To me, it felt like the first time where there wasn't – I'm not going to say it wasn't um, – that there was no confidence. I'm going to say – it didn't – it felt a little different to me yesterday. That's what I'll say. So, I think um, – not that they're not going to be as confident this weekend, but I think, you know, it's it's maybe – I think everyone over there needs to see some progress. I'll put it that way. Yeah, on the offensive side. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I agree with that. I mean, you're five games in. Like, it's something's got to start going at some point. Uh, the defense has been saving the day, Derek, and... Uh, Kentucky needs that defensive unit to come up big again. But Kentucky's offense, if they're wanting to do the things that we've been talking about, 
they've got to get going. And they're searching for playmakers. We mentioned McLean. Could McLean be that playmaker? We'll we'll wait and see. Uh, obviously, from everything that we've heard about Jatan McLean, he can be that guy. So we'll we'll see what happens Saturday and moving forward. But we also know that regardless of what happens this season, Derek, that this is an offense that is still kind of finding its way. And whether that be the transfer portal, high school recruiting, we know that a position of need still to this date is wide receivers, wide receivers that can make plays. Syracuse transfer, Taj Harris entered the transfer portal, played three games this season for Syracuse. A guy with a ton of experience, over 150 catches, 200 or 2,000 plus yards, 10 touchdowns in his career. He goes in the portal. Kentucky extends an offer yesterday. Derek, what do you make of that? Well, um, I, I think it's a smart move on the UK's part. This is a guy who's, you know, also been offered by Mississippi State and Texas A&M and then a couple other uh, – don't think he has any other power fives yet. Uh, Utah. Utah's also offered. So this is, you know, just went in the portal the other day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion UK still needs a total overhaul in that wide receiver room. Um, if you go in the next year, more than likely, you're not going to have Robinson, Ollie. I mean, Ollie can't come back. He's in his last year anyway. And then I think Epps. I think Epps actually could come back another year, yeah. um, but he's already been here. You know, this is his fifth year. I, I don't know that he'd want to, but um, let's just say, you know, for, for argument's sake, none of those three guys are going to be there. Well, those are your, probably your top three options this year. I like the class that they signed last year quite a bit. I, I think Crowdis, Magwood, and, and Lewis, especially Lewis, I think are all going to be really good players, but they'll still be young. And um, with no one else in the upper class really showing you much, I think you need to really hope that you can pull Danke and Barry and Brown out of this high school class. And I would still try to sign probably three, potentially up to three wide receiver, train. at least two, but maybe three if you get the right guys. And I think Harris right now, uh, he is worth going in on. He's, he's like you said, I mean, uh, from what I read, he was not far off from being their all-time leading receiver yeah. in Syracuse history. Yeah, he's yeah. he still had two years of eligibility. Yeah, so he's a guy that uh, is talented. You know, I don't know that he would be a number one wide receiver here if you, if you got a couple more talented guys from the portal, but he would be someone that can set, certainly step in and play next year. You know, he would help a lot, um, help replace some of the guys that are going to be gone. I think it's a smart move. I'll be curious to see. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's something UK jumped on pretty quick. Other schools have as well. But I think that tells you that UK liked what they saw on film. And uh, – you know, we'll see how serious it is, you know, when he sets up visits. I think the transfer rules, do you know if it's the same? I mean, I, I can remember Gatewood taking an official visit here, but I don't know if it's like a high school recruit where you get five or I honestly don't know how it works. I'm not sure on that either. But Because uh, I mean, it'd, be, it'd be great if you could get him on campus for an atmosphere and stuff to kind of take a look at how everything's going right now. We know how Saturday night worked out for Kentucky uh, when it comes to recruiting. But you look at his numbers, Derek, and – that's a guy that you would take right now on this offense. Oh, yeah. At the production he's put up. So uh, we know that the transfer portal is going to be a big thing that Kentucky is going to target for those positions of need and positions where you want that young talent, like this freshman class that we're talking about right now with Magwood and Crowdis and Lewis, and then what they're targeting for high school next year. But it's going to take experienced college players at that position, I think, to keep the offense moving and get it going where it needs to be to kind of bridge that gap between college-ready experience and development of that talent. 
No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think I think a couple of these guys that are recruiting can play roles next year. Like, you know, I think honestly, I think a Barry and Brown type guy, you get him, you're probably playing him day one and uh seeing what he can do for you. But um And that has to be appealing, right? That you can walk into a place like Kentucky, a program that is doing what it's doing now, Derek, and get immediate snaps as a true freshman, right? I think that's their best advantage over over Alabama. And I mean, there are not many advantages that UK is going to have over Alabama, but Alabama just signed a huge class last year, a very talented class with some transfers. And the flip side is, you know, if you go to Alabama, they're going to spread the ball around. You're going to play with a great quarterback and there's a very good chance you're going to put up good numbers. So that's, that's not, I mean, you can't recruit against that really, but if you're UK, I do think there's a path. One, you can sell that Wondell Robinson. Is he still the leading receiver in the league? I know he was for a little yeah, he, while. I'm pretty sure he is. Him and Rodriguez both leading. So you can, you know, you they're similar players. I mean, Brown is, you know, he's taller, things like that. But in terms of like being an electric playmaker, like that's what they both kind of fit that mold. You can sell him on, you know, you can come in. Wandell's not going to be here next year. You can get a lot of catches as a, as a true freshman. I think that's true. Like I do think he would absolutely play a lot next season and uh, and make some plays. So I think that's appealing for UK. I mean, he's been here three times since June. Um, so I think the interest is real, but you know, it's tough to recruit against Alabama whenever you, you know, it's hard to recruit against national champions and, and Nick Saban, things like that. So I think UK just kind of has to appeal to him in a way that come here next year, you should have a quarterback in Will Levis, um, who hopefully by that point's made a lot of strides and, and you know, he'll have a year under his belt starting and can can distribute that ball around. Um but to me, that's like the ideal scenario for UK is to get Denke, get Brown, and then you got those other guys committed, uh, Brandon White, Jordan Anthony, guys that I'm not sure they're going to you know, play much next year. But you add them with that class from 2021 and then a few transfers. And uh, honestly, I think at that point, the room top to bottom, I think will be better. Yeah. They just might not have that one guy like Wondell this year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do is uh, obviously get some consistency across the board in that room, Derek, and just uh, improve not the top of it, but the overall depth and the, the depth of talent in that room. But uh, we just want to hop on today, talk a little bit about those notes. Well, we got a, some guest episodes coming up later this week, some exciting stuff that I, I don't want to share yet. I want to kind of wait and let it be a surprise of some people that we're going to have on the podcast, uh, especially for an episode on Friday that I think you all will enjoy that will Derek, it probably won't even be much football talk, but it'll be something that will enter. They'll be interesting to our listeners uh, on that episode. But as always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.